1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: We are recording this apart on Zoom. Where's my script? What do you mean, where's your script? My script to start the. Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Hell Past Sex oh, I- with My Bath. Oh, no, 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 no. I do that bit now. What? That's me. <laughs> oh! Oh, is that how it
3: is? It Does, doesn't matter that you've been cheating on me with that little floozy that we call <gasps> producer Ben, and now I don't even start my own podcast. Get my agent on the phone right now. This is the new Diva Jordan, the bitch is back, baby. And you all better start perking up. I've had enough of you already. I don't need you, you need me, the perrier. <laughs>
2: Got two words for you. (laughs) Beverly Callard. (laughs) Right, start the podcast. Welcome to the last edition of Help I Sexed My Boss as I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Hashtag Get Behind Jordan. When we return to normal, we're a podcast where Jordan and I help you navigate the problems of modern life. As you know, for three weeks this year, we became the official home for those who wish to get behind Jordan and support him during his time away on primetime television. I'm William Hanson, usually an etiquette coach and author. I'm more tasty runner bean. Jordan's more testy runner up. (laughs) <laughs> You've got have got away with that now during jordan's stint in the castle this would have been the part of the podcast where i had the immense displeasure of introducing producer ben but today to chat through his i'm a celebrity get me out of here experience i'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast his own podcast mind you Jordan North! Oh, thank you.
3: And it's so nice to speak to you exclusively first. Not Greg on Radio 1. Not this morning. Not the rain. Not the sun. Thanks it's... for putting us first. <laughs> what else have I done? Um, hang on. GQ, uh, BBC Radio Lancashire. So it's so nice to sp- for you guys. It's nice to know where where we, we belong in your no, heart. No, um, seriously, seriously. Um, thanks, why am I saying thanks for having me on it's my own podcast but um, (laughs) thank you uh, genuinely for all your love and support whilst I was in there as soon as I came out of the castle um, people were telling me how great this was and, and how much you were getting behind me and you had loads of special guests and seriously, thank you to you and to producer Ben to Stuart as well Who's our exec and to all you wonderful G and Divas and our new listeners as well. So thank you. Genuinely, really do me. Jordan,
2: it was our pleasure. We were so we were all so excited to to see you go into, into the castle. Although not everyone was excited, and I, I've talked to you vaguely about this, and I'll play you the clip now. Um are you aware of the work of a radio presenter called Steve Allen?
3: Uh I <laughs> Oh please say you didn't I said, as long as I go in there, I make my family proud. They don't hate me on Gogglebox and Steve Allen doesn't slag me off, then I'll be happy.
2: Oh well, no. Gogglebox loved you. Steve Allen, who for those that don't know, who presents for between 4am and 7am on LBC, he is hilarious. I don't listen to many radio programmes. I listen to uh, Treasure Quest, presented by my friend Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I listen to Steve Allen and obviously Jordan North, um, and my brother. And and anyone else that I know in radio, I listen to your show as well. <laughs> Half of our friends, <laughs> yes. Um, Steve Allen, the lineup was announced, and I had to turn on. And Steve Allen did not disappoint. He basically he talks for for three hours and talks about popular culture. And this is what he said about our friend George. I often wonder, and I'm a celeb, so, so they, they they've got people on it. Like, there's some obscure bloke from from Radio 1. I did not think it was still going, frankly. I was slightly disturbed. But, uh, and they, they put him on there, and you think, but nobody knows who he is. So do they do they have some contra deal with the producers going, listen, put him on and you can have so-and-so, all this. I mean, why would somebody that nobody's ever heard of go on the programme? You know, and he's he's apparently cover for people on the station. <laughs> well, he might as well have asked the station cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, they know who you are
3: now. <laughs> I can't come back to that. They <laughs> might as well have asked the station cat. He's um, yeah. We all know Steve Allen. He's a, he's a very he's a very funny and great broadcaster.
2: We asked him to come on our podcast on our yeah. daily podcast, and then two days later, he then declined to come on our podcast live on air. Did he? He said, someone's asked me to come on something called a podcast to talk about Jordan. Why would I go on to talk about someone I've never heard of? <laughs> Every day you've got a mention. Can I just say as well,
3: hilarious that OK! magazine did a um, cut like a, an article about my trendy lad pad. It was all pictures of your
1: flat! <laughs> Well,
3: we should just stress, not all pictures. <laughs> there was, like,
2: a picture of me on your balcony. I was like, yeah, William's balcony. Oh, William's kitchen at William's yep. dining room. Jordan's yep. got a lovely balcony with a herb planter. No, he doesn't.
3: How does it feel that Hello Magazine 4 your ha- described
2: your house as a lad pad? <laughs> well, thankfully, I mean, that was my old old place and thank heavens because if if we still live there the property value would have dropped considerably um so obviously you you knew that we were going to do some podcasts and stuff when you were away did you realize quite how much we would be doing no uh and then i kind of if you remember i i we did a
3: a a zoom in isolation when i was in wales Mm. and yous were all being a bit weird i was like why, what are you going to do? And then producer Ben was there smirking in his head going round, this is my moment. This is my perfect moment. I was like, what's going on? And then I found out just before I went in that Ben was replacing me. So, um no, I, I didn't know, but I've heard such, such great things. You had loads of guests. You had Kerry Katona on, didn't you? Kerry Katona, Wendy North, obviously. She was our biggest guest. God, Wendy's been here, there and everywhere. She said to me, she went, I'm going to get some Botox and my teeth done. What when we be? being will tell you, Lord, now? <laughs> She's rumoured to be going in next year's I'm a Celebrity. That's the thing
2: <laughs> well, they got you on this year. So, you know, uh, <sighs> true. Stranger things have happened. Yes, we had Christopher Biggins. We had the lovely people from Pendleside Hospice and perhaps my, my favourite guest. I think I, I felt the most uh, connection to jay rodriguez he's one of our own jay rodriguez he's one of our
3: own he's one of our own he's one of our own
2: jay rodriguez he's one of our own that's what we're saying because he's from burnley yeah that's how i started the interview really oh uh, great with mr rodriguez uh yeah we're gonna get and Jay, jay and i have agreed that we're we're gonna go for a pint on my next state visit to burnley Right, Okay. I once bumped into Jay Rodriguez. uh, It
1: was the start of a joke.
3: No, 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 we did, in a pub. He was having a pint there.
2: Oh, nice. Um, The other thing I I had for the duration of your time away, I managed to get you put in a frame. Oh, yes, I see. uh, Your publicity photo from I'm a Celebrity, I had blown up and put in a frame. I don't want this. So if you want this for your own wall, because I have no further use for this, so let me know if you do want it. Why don't I
3: sign it and then we can auction it off to our?
2: Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't idea. we
3: do? Why don't we sign it or just give it away as a a prize to our Gene Divas?
2: Yeah, Ben, Ben, Ben can summon up some energy and he can he can
3: do it. Ben, sort that out on socials. Oh, do we have to go through your agent these days? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, if you can sort that out.
2: But seriously, thanks. again. Can you still believe what it went on? It, it is it is absolutely extraordinary. Although. You know, I was very worried when we were carrying on when we were going to be carrying on the podcasts without you for your for your time away. I thought, you know, will people still listen? Are they really going to care? Was was it all actually just about Jordan? Was was anyone listening for me? Record-breaking listening figures since you left. <laughs> in fact, the very first episode you weren't on it, before you'd even gone in, really, we had the best listening figures we've ever had. <laughs> you set a can go away more often if you like. Uh, <laughs> um
3: Yeah, so thanks for depping, producer Ben. That's what we say in the industry. We don't say covering. Like when I, so I'm actually time of recording this. I'm depping for Grimmy today. So deputising,
2: de- 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 isn't it? Deputising, yes.
3: Deputising. So I'm depping. So thanks for depping, Ben. But yeah, I still. It's honestly like the first. I'll try and tell you actually. Like, the first, the day I come out on Friday. Didn't sleep for two days. Got back to the hotel, went to Vernon's room, had a few drinks, couldn't sleep, run a bath. Then I had to do loads of interviews and we had to record the, the um, Castle Story show, so the bits the camera. And then just, it's been, it's just been manic. It's, I've, not, I've literally not stopped since come out. I've not had a day off, but I'm not whinging. I'm happy to be working. Um, but just when I th- feel like it's calming down, Mm. Something happens. So um, last weekend I it to Debenhams. This was before the tear, and I, I got some, um, but I forgot my hat. And I got bloody mobbed outside Debenhams. I was like, so one person asked for a picture. I was like, fine, yeah, just socially distance. Then, then once one person sees it, so like, that that was weird. And then I thought, mm. I thought, oh, it's calming down. And I said, oh, it's calming down now. And then this advert popped up of me doing the Tesco advert. Cheers, cl- cheers, cledders. So people keep saying to me now that and happy place, happy place. And then um this week, I thought it was calming down, calming down. They've only gone and erected a bloody billboard in Burnley of my face, haven't they? <laughs> so I'm just
2: honestly like, I am keeping my feet on the ground, but it's just a bit mad at the moment.
0: It's a bit... It's a bit
2: oh, weird. bless you. Well, we, we There's so much to talk to you about. But before we go any further, right, I think we do need to address the elephant in the Zoom. See what I did there. Um, As we've mentioned, whilst you were away, I did need someone to talk to for these podcasts because nobody wanted to listen to hours and hours of me speaking to myself. Um, But ironically, the the decision to actually have producer Ben as my temporary co-host has backfired because you and I, Jordan, would have been doing this debrief much sooner, way before Lorraine and This Morning and Granada Reports, uh, had it not been for Ben because Ben got COVID. I have only just found this out... Because when Ben kept telling me how hot he was, that he'd lost all sense of taste and had a total lack of energy, I just assumed it was business as normal for Ben. So, with some trepidation, let's welcome back to the microphone a fully recovered producer,
3: Ben. Hi, guys. I'm OK, thanks. Thanks for all your lovely messages on Twitter, guys. I'm good and I'm well. And well done in the castle, Jordan. No worries, Ben.
2: No worries at all, pal. Hi, guys. I think your impression's uncanny. Ben, what's
3: with a mustache in that top? You look like you've been kicked through Berlin backwards in the 80s. (laughs) Hang on a
4: second. I'm wearing this top to support you.
3: Oh, it's a Happy Place top. Oh, bless you.
4: And William actually has let the side down because he did say that he would wear his Happy Place t shirt for this recording, but he is wearing his normal sort of fancy sweater.
3: It's too cold to wear just a T-shirt. I can't believe the Happy Place T-shirts, like how much they raised. Uh, when I found that out, I cried. I found that out literally as soon as, as soon as we come off air on the Friday. Um, Ant and Deck were talking about it, and then the producer said to me, oh, yeah, it's raised twenty-five grand at the time. I was like, wow, I'm getting worked up thinking about it. And, should, and, should, and it's the fact that Aunt and had said Pendleside Hospice, because obviously they'd never heard of it before. So, um, yeah.
4: Just to... I know that you probably want to talk about the strangeness of me talking on microphone, but just to update Jordan, I was reminded of something um, that happened during our run of episodes, and, and we did a daily episode, and to be honest with you, all, for the most part, went without a hitch, um, until one particular Friday night. I think we'd, we'd had a couple of drinks, spirits were high. Um, oh, I'd forgotten this. And we got to the end of the recording, um, and obviously this, this would never happen so William normally, William hadn't even pressed record in his microphone, so <laughs> what did we have to do? We had to start again and record it all again on a Friday oh. night at eleven o'clock in the evening. So, just thought I'd let you know. It was a joy. Didn't you have an Iceland picky tea as well, William? What's that?
2: You went into Iceland. Yes. Um, we've all got a drink to hand. We've we've done this before, but we'll do it one last time. Uh, let's toast to Jordan. To
4: Jordan. Jordan.
2: Oh. Ah. Now, Jordan, you did just drink to yourself, which is a little bit arrogant. We've done this before on the podcast. Remember, you never drink a toast to yourself. Sorry, you just sit we'll, there and nod. We'll let you off. Jordan, can we, can we just talk about something that we saw every night, the titles? Oh, yeah. And y- your wink to the camera, which made quite a lot of us feel violently ill.
1: <laughs>
2: None of us really knew how to take that. What, what was the direction you got? Okay,
3: first of all, I I've only seen that once. So I only seen the titles um, about a week ago because I've not watched much of it. Back, I can't bring. My, I've seen clips, um, but I was told the best. The I'm glad the wink went in because I was told, right. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this, but they said, could you maybe put your hand over your ear and pretend to be a DJ and like pretend to be oh, spinning God, that's some deck? Yeah, and Look. I I just went and I turned to the camera. I did it, and I'm showing you now on camera. And I just went. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I can't. I can't do that. She, she was like, "Oh, that's okay." I was like, "I'm just. That's just." So I did a wink instead, and I did the old <laughs> and I did the hands, the hand jive. Oh, so, oh. so the wink is the best one that they kept in, I think. Yeah. I didn't do a wink. I didn't. I didn't have a wink in there. <laughs> Good to
2: know. No, I didn't. She's back. No, I didn't. Let's talk about vomiting on a cliff. I um so
3: that was off we weren't actually filming we were breaking during filming and because we were overrunning we only had like 15-20 minutes for lunch so I weren't even hungry and but what was lunch? it was on the side of the cliff by the end of the day <laughs> it was um, it was lamb hot pot and I just wolfed it down me and then had a brew and a biscuit because authentic Welsh cuisine Vernon said to me like, just <laughs> get it down here because we're going to be starving in a couple of days and I got back up to the top and we weren't filming, and I was chatting to Vernon I said, I feel a bit sick, and he, I think, well, he said to me, I thought you were just playing up to it. And then I just had a quick look over Edge, and I thought, oh, oh, and then I just just, just felt myself turning green. And sick. so you can tell when the camera's filming it, because I'm not seeing it properly, but they're, like, trying to switch the camera on and get the camera on me. And then he said, can you do that again? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, that cliff, though, yeah, and I, I got my hair cut last week and I said to him, I said, oh, Panny, were you telling everyone that you cut my hair? See, man, I was like, joking, aren't you? See your state of the air on that cliff? <laughs> I didn't want what to do with that. He went, you, look, you, see, you look like you had a, a, a syrup on it. It was awful.
2: I was like, all right, fair enough. It's producer Ben, your hairdresser. Uh, yeah,
3: producer Ben on talk sports my hairdresser. <laughs> so, yeah, they vomit him off the cliff.
2: Are you, you know, it, look, if if anything happened to you today, are you, how are you feeling that what will be written first in your obituary in the Daily Star, is, is that you vomited on the side of a cliff.
3: Yeah. I think me being sick on the side of a cliff potentially changed my life. <laughs> what? I do. Because my plan in there, and I've said it many times before, honestly, I thought, go in, keep your head down. Because let's face it, there is always every season, every year, there's always somebody that doesn't do that many trials so I thought keep your head down and you'll go out halfway Uh, you know and I thought I might be able to do the eating trial and I might be able to do bugs because I'm not that bothered about bugs I managed the first trial okay I mean it's horrible it's not nice but yeah me being sick and in my naivety I never thought apparently everyone thought well he's going to get forward for everything I just thought oh they'd feel sorry for me and but no, the
2: the British public have a very vindictive side.
4: They do. I, I can't believe that you went in there with the thought in your head that you could just play it quiet, as if you could just sidle along, like not making anything happen. When clearly, yes, we've been to- quiet, and Jordan North are not are not <laughs> happy bedfellows.
3: That, well, that's what I thought, and then obviously you forg- like I did, and then you you do forget the cameras there. So hence why I was Jeff. Hence, you know, the pull my finger. And stuff so I did think I'd just keep my head down, <laughs> and honestly, I thought I said this. I thought I'd come out, um, hopefully it you know keep me on Radio One for a few more years, and I'd get to go on Celeb Juice or something like that, and that was the plan. <laughs> Got very low career
2: aspirations.
4: Yeah, that noise of you being sick on top of the cliff, I think, will stay with me forever. The length of the length of the sort of I don't even know what to describe Spew. the. The spew, the it's like the, the visceral noise of the, the wretch. Ugh. is it, it, it's, it, I can still hear it. It haunts my dreams.
3: <laughs> I, I think didn't, I don't know because I wasn't in there and I've not seen it back fully, but weren't people questioning if, if it was all real or if I was playing on it? I was like...
2: Yeah, and it, it really, really wound me up. Because you know me. I know you. And there are a couple of people who don't know you in the press that started commenting going oh you know that's acting it genuinely if 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 anyone can and produce that they should they should be winning every oscar every bafta going that is that is a performance that is so genuine and authentic and it was when idiots that didn't really know you and ne- never even heard of you that were commenting and it's like shush be quiet i mean Everyone's entitled to opinion. If you didn't know me, that's fair enough. But no, like, I don't
3: know how you can fake being sick. And I have seen a clip of the Viper Vault. You know, it took me an actual hour to get in there.
2: Mm.
3: Okay. You can see me physically shaking. I'm crying. I, You know, I, I, I think, I think I, I had a panic attack. I think because I, I had to go off set. I think that was. That was a panic attack. And, I, you know, I couldn't be. And Aunt said to me, Jordan, he said, breathe. And I started breathing. And the, the, he said, then uh, he said, get in the vault. And then get back out. So I got in, got back out. I got in again, I got back out. And I thought, right, I'll get in. <laughs> you do the hokey-cokey. And then once the snakes once the snakes <laughs> start coming in, I'll say, I'm a slobby, get me out of it. I'll do two minutes. And then at least I can say to the guys, look, this is my biggest fear. This is my biggest fear, um, tight space, like enclosed spaces and snakes. And I just man, just cracked on. And it was the most
2: terrifying thing I've Ever done, and you, yeah, there's no, there's no acting. Okay, well, which which was worse, the Viper Vault or your challenge you got on the final episode, the Iron Maiden Snake One? Both as bad as each other,
3: both horrific. But I'd say the Viper Vault was worse. But when the Iron Maiden was definitely worse because there was more snakes and it was an even more enclosed space.
2: And they were, I think, they were bigger snakes. Yeah. Than the Iron Maiden. Oh, it Maiden. was horrific! It was horrific. But they were girthier.
3: <laughs> but. I just felt like my confidence was growing every day in there, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; like, it wasn't easy, and I would never do it again. But I'd say Viper Vault was, Oh, like, yeah. Uh, you can see as well when it when they open the when they open the door. I'm like, get me out, get me out.
4: I think there were one or two people saying things like that, but for me, I think the vast majority were just yeah. with their, like in in there with you, just absolutely you were just winning them over just by being brilliant i think we said Uh the same at the at the time during the podcast recordings or whatever that it was just amazing to see and and really hard to watch i'm sure a lot of people have said to you already but um but yeah what what a thing to have yeah you might have changed your life being sick on a cliff but it changed for the better when you got out of that viper vault having having done so incredibly well um it was amazing
3: yeah, thanks, mate. And it, and I said thank you, Ben. I said in there like I do feel like my confidence has grown, and it's definitely made me realise that I need to start coming out of my comfy lane more. And I was just living in this nice little safe, little comfortable. Plodding along, lane and I, I never used to dip my...
2: In greater, greater, greater London. In greater, greater London. I never used
3: to dip my toe out and, you know, I'd turn jobs down that I'd talk myself out. I was saying, I can't do that. I'd be too nervous for that. I've always wanted to go to New York, which I've mentioned loads of times and I've never been. So, like, this next year, 2021, I'm going to do all that. I got in a lift the other day with Seb, my agent, and that was a big step for me. It was horrible. Well, what's wrong with Seb? <laughs> no, it's the lift. He went, come on. He went, get in. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year and it has changed me for the better. And, it, and it, it, I know it sounds a bit funny, but it's made me realise I am, a, you know, a bit braver than what I think. And I can do things when I put my mind to it.
2: Yeah, I think of, of everybody that went into the, the castle this year, y- your journey is head and shoulders above anyone else's journey oh thank you and you should be very very we're we're proud for you and obviously and obviously the the biggest thing as we've mentioned already is the t-shirts um have you are they are they doing more if people still want to buy them are there
3: yeah i think they're still available online uh limited edition i think when they sell out they're going to leave it but i'm going to try and see if they
2: can uh they can do some more maybe in hindsight do you not you know do you not think maybe you know i've got my own interests at heart could your happy place not have been... Could you not have gone, happy place, happy place, help I sex with my boss? <laughs> uh, happy place, happy place, William Hanson. Ooh. Even happy place, happy place, producer Ben. I mean, I would have accepted that. Happy place, happy place, Monaco. No, no. When you trumped, no, that was not a happy oh, place. will stop it.
3: My, my brother said before I went in, I've, I've, I've talked about this, but my brother said, um, no matter how cold, wet, scared, tired you are, just go to your happy place. And I and he said, just think, you happy place.
4: And and you and you've been cold, wet, and tired at Turf Moor, probably. Yeah, and very unhappy. So it I have
3: <laughs> I'm very very unhappy. But yeah, I said it. So I never ever realised the effect, like how they like. Apparently, Burnley tweet had, had round the advertising boards, happy place. Yep.
2: Good luck, George. Like even other football clubs, I'm told. Mm tweeted, happy place.
4: Tottenham tweeted it, like ripping into Burnley because obviously Tottenham had beaten Burnley at Turf More once. But still, they they got involved, which is the main thing. They mentioned it on Sports Personality as
2: well. Wow. Which is just weird. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And after the Viper Vault, I mean, the public still wanted to see you because you were very entertaining other than the fact that you were able to conquer your fears. They still wanted to see you do some trials. The next one was the eating trial, Frights of the Round Table. Um, you did, at points, have your elbows on the table. Oh. Now, a <laughs> little bit of a letdown after five and a bit series of this podcast and however long that we've been friends. Although, and I did credit you on this morning when I went on to talk to Phil and Alison about this... Oh, yeah, I noticed you
3: bloody <laughs> trying to get on on every TV show, hooring yourself out. What weren't you on? You can hardly speak. Cashing in on it. What's it like to be on Jordan North's cocktails? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: you wait until the next time you and I in a room together <laughs> Go on, what were you going to say? Sorry, sorry I am joking, by the way, I don't really think that The others, when, they were, when there wasn't food on the table the others had their arms resting on the table but very correctly, and I was super proud of you as is correct etiquette, you did actually put your hands in your lap when you were waiting for food so well done, Wendy, and also well done to me I'll take some credit oh. for... for raising you properly
3: i'm not being funny and you'll know this right when you've got a big fatty penis in your mouth you're not <laughs> really bothered about you're not really that bothered about manners do you know what i mean like that just you know what i mean manners just you know what i mean william manners just go out the window so what did you have to actually remind i forgot it, uh, yeah, so the, the, it was a yeah so it was a then, oh, oh. then it was um, the tip of a sheep's penis, which just tasted like pure fat. It was horrific, and it looked horrible. Then I, sp- I spun the thing, and op- obviously spun it to myself. So I had to have the fermented fish guts, which you could oh. taste it. Like wh- Every time I breathed or talked, I could smell it on my own breath. That was horrific, and that really upset my tummy for a couple of days. Oh, really? Um, really bad, yeah. And then I had the uh, the tongue, which was the worst worse, the cow's tongue.
2: So so Bev and, and we'll talk about Bev now. But Bev, but off the back of that, she she was then vegan, so she was having vegan stuff.
3: Yeah, she people. I think people might have thought she got a, a, an easy ride from it, but hers was horrific. Cause it was all fermented and off, and she had to eat more of it. I am telling you, she did not have it. Eat. None of them trials are easy, but yeah, it was. Ugh, but I but can what smell was that.
2: she? What was Beth then getting for the for the actual meals? Because when you were all eating grouse or whatever you were having, she got tiny portions of
3: like tofu and other bits. It weren't nice. Oh. It weren't nice.
2: And and that's what again, having not really ever watched I'm a Celebrity, so I never really sort of understood this un- until this year. You all have to go through absolute hell, eating disgusting things, being locked in a box, and then for dinner you get eel. Mm, which was like that's what you're competing for. Which we got
3: eel after the viper vault, so it's like a, it was like a, it was like an up
2: yours. Can you not ask what are we competing for before you actually get no. in the box? Can you not? No. No, and in there, yeah,
3: there's loads that you don't know. because so obviously you watch the show, like I've watched it, but the eel was definitely the worst. Ah, oh, the eel was horrific. But the actual cooking itself takes nearly two hours because you're cooking everything from scratch. It's not like you just throw it in an oven or a microwave. And we found this out. We were going to bed between four and six a.m. Every morning, and we were getting up about 11 12. Madness. We always thought it was around about 2 3 o'clock in the morning. Turns out it's 4 to 6 a.m. Which you don't know, there's no sense of time in there. You knew it was around about 4 o'clock, uh, half 4 when it went dark, and you knew that Ant and Deck came in at 10 to 10. But that, other than that, but it's like when you're at a party, you know, when you're at a party or something, you just lose, you, you look at your watch or your phone, you're like, oh God, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's just it's kind of like that.
2: Three o'clock in the morning?
4: William does not know that. I'm a
2: great believer in, a, in, a, in kicking people out before midnight. That's why on invitations I always put carriages at, just to, to give people a, an indication as to when they can go.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just talking to yourself both about it, it doesn't seem real. It, it, it really doesn't.
4: Can I just bring up something about Bev Callard? I know that you mentioned Bev.
2: My Bev. Of course you
3: can.
4: She's, she's so lovely. And we, and we talked to her stepdaughter, Danielle,
2: on, on our special podcast as oh, well. Oh, did you? Yeah. We had a lovely time with, with sort of... You had a lovely time with Bev. We had a lovely time with her relatives.
4: Yeah. Go on, Ben. Well, basically, during the run of episodes of, of the show and then our podcasts, um, Bev mentioned her book, Her Autobiography. Uh, on yeah. i Celebrity in a conversation I think with yourself and in that moment I then went on to a popular bookseller online and bought the book uh, thinking oh Jordan mentioned that he's going to read it after he gets out I, I might buy myself a copy yeah. get him to sign it get her to sign it maybe maybe he could introduce me yeah hasn't bloody arrived Jordan so next time you're on the on the blower to Bev get her to send me one
3: I'll get on it mate don't you worry, I'll get onto it. But me and Bev, we clicked straight away because um, after the um, abseiling down the cliff, we did um, the Gates to Hell trial and she was mortified after that, proper mortified. She had bugs all in her head, like bugs. I have never, it was, they were all in her hair, mm. nesting in her hair, burying, and she was mortified. And she at that moment, she just looked so uh vulnerable and cold and I, I just wanted to give her a hug and we just clicked straight away and she she's a lovely person i said you know she's a beautiful person on the inside and outside and uh, i can't wait to see her i actually need to give her a ring this week and
2: then you plunged your hand down her lingerie in order to to fish out the bugs look when you're in there like you do lose all
3: i i said when i go in there don't pick your nose don't swear and don't trump and by the third day I was doing all things in front of the cameras. So yeah, you just you just forgetting there. And every the stars are everything in there. You're not bothered about everything else, just eating. You're so hungry.
2: When when you did the traps door challenge, which was the first challenge you had to do on your own. Terrified. terrified. Which I think I it was at that point that I went, Oh no, because Ben and I, we were voting for you to do the Oh, trials, cheers, lads. <laughs> it was hashtag get
4: behind Jordan.
2: Well, Trapdoor, you were doing it on your own. We were worried. We had been voting for you. We were worried that because you didn't actually, for that one, you, didn't, you weren't going to have another celebrity to help you through. You know, you had Shane, you had Beverly and Vernon, you had all the others with the abseiling. Now you had to do it on your own. You didn't know what was going to be in that Trapdoor tunnel. No. Um... One of your other biggest fears, and we ta- you and I talked about this before you went, and actually you you actually got off light on this because you didn't have to do anything that involved them, was mm. rats. Yeah. Were you convinced there were going to be rats in that trapdoor tunnel?
3: Um, you don't know in any challenge. You don't know. I did, not in the trapdoor one, but in the, in the final one, the Iron Maiden. I didn't think that was going to be all snakes. I thought... One section was gonna be rats. Oh yeah. The others Ooh. were gonna be bugs and then the top, like there was others were snakes. I didn't think it'd be all snakes. I still just because I didn't encounter rats, I don't think I got off lightly. But
2: no, well no, no, okay, you got
3: off lightly on the rat front. Apparently the rats bite a lot and they stink. Apparently they were the wor- they smell horrific. You know when um oh, really? AJ and Jess on the live trial had to put the head in the yeah.
2: apparently the smell was Horrific. I felt so sorry for Je- I mean A- AJ sort of kind of sort of styled it out and, and went with it, but Jess in particular, you could see that she was really struggling with that. That was that was particularly awful. Although I was able to watch the program because thanks to Paul from
4: Phobiagone.com, I had him the <laughs> yeah. What? What's Phobiagon.com? What do you think phobiagon.com is, Jordan? Phobiagun.com
2: Uh it's, uh, I went for for quite expensive Harley Street hypnotherapy and uh, now I'm cured of my fear of mice and rats. Although, in hindsight, you didn't even have a trial that involved a, mice or a rat, mouse or a rat,
3: so... Oh, sorry. I'll tell you what, I'll go back to Wales and jump in a coffin <laughs> with loads of rats
2: for you then, shall I? Or pay my invoice. <laughs> it's whichever you want. It's, I don't mind. Uh, No, I'm not. Uh, No, but yeah, it's uh, well. I I, I got it as a. I needed it. I think you were the catalyst. As you know, I've really struggled with my phobia of those creatures for for many years. So you actually being on that program pushed me into doing. I
3: love how this special episode's gone back to William and his phobias.
2: Oh, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) We've done three weeks talking about you. (laughs) I'm joking. Bless you. Bless you. During our, our three weeks, we delved into the Sex to My Boss archive to revisit some classic Jordan's joke of the week. Oh, did you? Yes. We then ran out. But for most for most of them, well, ran out of the good ones anyway. Um, but I think it's time we go straight to the horse's mouth and have a new, fresh one. Jordan, anything that any of your relatives have sent you that you want to read out today? What do you call a bloke? Mould to death by a bear.
0: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household. Customized to your family's needs and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com/slash acast.
3: So what'd you call a bloke multidef to death by a bear? Claude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice, clean one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'll get some more oh, for you. No. We just have a look. What our lead spoke sent too me. soon.
4: We only had one in episode. It was quite nice during the, the daily episode. Yeah, it was
2: it was refreshing. It was so slick.
4: <laughs> it's nice to know nothing's changed, isn't it, Gene Davis?
2: Yes, but still Jordan comes to the podcast ill prepared.
4: When I moved into my new igloo, my friends threw
3: me a surprise housewarming party. Now I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see, these are nice, good, clean jokes. This is what
3: we like. I went on a date last night with a girl from the zoo. It was great. She's a keeper.
2: Oh, no, I've got... Oh, oh, you are going to love this one, William. There's nothing worse with a joke when you go, this is hilarious, or you're going to love this one. It it sets up a false expectation. The 1980s British Olympic team had a
3: reunion lunch with a Yorkshire theme. Daley Thompson turned up with black pudding. Steve Cram took Wensleydale cheese... And Tessa Sanderson surprised Tessa Sanderson supplied sausages. As they sat down to eat, there was a knock at the door. Who is it? asked Thompson. It's Fatima (laughs) Whitbread.
2: I mean that's That's a very niche joke, and I only know who she is because she did the programme you've just
3: It's
1: Fatima Whitbread! Fatima Whitbread!
2: I don't know how they think of up. I really don't. Any of our international listeners, I, you may not get that, but you can uh, write in and we'll explain it to you.
3: Thanks to Our Lee and Graham North for those jokes. Thank you.
2: Uh, talking of Our Lee and Graham and, and sort of two icons of masculinity, let's talk about another icon of masculinity, Jeff. Oh, yeah. What went through your... Why Why did you shave anyway? Why did you then shave and do half a job and come out and pretend to be Jeff? I...
3: D- when you're in there, you're very bored. And that took me ages to shave because all we had was a cheap...
2: Oh,
0: um, and your disposed. your skin looked so yeah, red was, and aggravated.
3: And all we had was a cheap disposable razor. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know what was going through in my mind. And I just thought we, it was a very hump day and we were all bored and I thought I'd have a shave. And then I, I thought I'd leave the goatee till last because that was where it's really sensitive. And then, I don't know, I just decided to put my gilet on and... And I think Jeff was my um, not suiting him. What's the word I'm looking for?
2: Alter ego. Jeff was my
3: alter ego that I didn't know I had. And I reckon Jeff might make a few more appearances. Oh really? soon. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking about that.
2: Are they from specialist websites.
3: I think Jeff could be spotted round Soho in a leather. <laughs> yes. A leather um, waistcoat and a leather hat. Hey. Jeff ain't scared of no snakes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know where Jeff came from. And again, I didn't think they'd put that in. You don't know what they're going
4: to put in. If they didn't put that in, then it would have been quite surprising. They would have one day had no, a massive beard, the next just nothing on your face. There was,
3: there was loads of bits, like Shane Ritchie was so entertaining and he'd literally walk in the room, make everyone laugh. Holly threw um, an oven glove right at me, you know what's and floored me, and everyone would burst out like laughing. They didn't show that because me and Holly were winding each other up. She threw a glove and it hit me right, you know where, and it floored me. And like they didn't, I don't think they put that in. So you just don't no. know. You just you never know. Oh, I fell off a I fell off a bucket as well as the I was sitting on a bucket upside down, and I did an impression. You mean a bouquet. I did an in, sorry the boot. Bu- I fell off a bouquet. I did an impression of Sharon Stone in where she uncrosses her legs. That film, is it Basic oh, goodness Instinct? me.
4: Yeah.
3: And I, I did that and I fell off,
2: so... No wonder that didn't go in for <laughs> a family show.
4: <laughs> you say that. You say, I, I wonder why that didn't go in. It did go in when you were flossing with your luxury item in front of Holly. That did go oh, into the show. yeah, that
3: went in. But um, in the Castle Inn as well, they kept in the glory again a bit, okay?
4: Who chose that song? Me,
3: I
2: chose that song. Um, I'd had a drink. I like to feel at the time that you chose that for me. Ah,
3: uh, yeah, but I also sang. <laughs> just say yes. I also sang "500 Miles" and I thought that was funnier because what song is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, what, oh, I, what, what, oh, I what, hate 500, that song. And I was literally screaming da, da, "da and pointing at people and going "sing
2: da, da, da. I was like, and like I had hold on the microphone. I was going "sing, come on!" So you just you don't know what they're keeping, but it's that is funny because Glory Gaynor. I Will Survive and 500 Miles that's literally one of my absolute favourite songs and one of my absolute worst songs I will switch off any, even Ken Bruce if he starts to play that automatically gets switched off hate it so I'm glad they come. Well, if
4: you if you're ever about to moan about William on the radio, Jordan, then you know what to play <laughs> just before. <laughs>
2: oh no! Don't don't talk about William on the radio. Jordan mentioned me the other day on his show and just went, "My posh friend." Oh, I get an yeah, we had you. I'm dead. I'm dead to Jordan because we t- we'll talk about. It. Oh well. We'll talk about this
3: in that episode that we'll talk about at the end of this, but Yorkshire pudding. Oh, yeah, OK. And Yorkshire pudding's on a Christmas dinner, that's why we
2: got one. The, the other the other big mystery, it's not the unsavoury mystery that ran for days and days and days. Oh, I know what's coming. Now, I, I advocate, I said to a lot of people, in the press and off the press, well, I don't think I actually said anything on the press. Maybe I didn't. You better not have said it was me. No, <laughs> no, I stood up for you. I said, Jordan always sits down to have a wee, Lorraine. That's what I said. I mean, I don't. I know, I didn't say that. I said that you are quite clean as a person, and I would be very surprised if that were you. Did we ever get to the bottom of... Who did you think it was? I had my suspicions. I had
3: my suspicions. Um, But can I just state, for the record, I always knock my drops off. Lovely. Okay it wasn't me I've you know you know what my mum's like I was brung up better than that I was I had my suspicions that's all I can say I don't think it was Vernon because Tess wouldn't have that no do you know she's what very I mean
2: tidy. she's very tidy Tess I just can't imagine like so I've, I've got my suspicions but there we go just mouth just mouth to the camera now who you think it was nope what happens
3: in the castle stays in the castle
2: oh shut up mouth who do again
4: yeah I thought it was that person as well
2: yeah
3: definitely Definitely.
4: Hundred per cent. Yeah, and she was great in Corey too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he is. Here he is. He has I, been I, quite good. He has been I quite say, funny. Uh,
1: yeah. Well he is yeah. very
3: funny. I mean, I know we give him stick, but we do actually love producer Ben.
4: Oh, don't jump on the bandwagon now, Jordan. Now that everyone else bloody loves me. <laughs> um Celebrity Cyclone. Oh. I mean
2: A bunch of celebrities being Blown to the ground with their knees buckling, with a load of chemicals going over them. I said on air, it's like a night in Soho. (laughs) Ben's new favourite thing, by the way, is if you refer to this podcast as on air, because... It's not on air! Well, yeah, but it really winds Ben up. So if you refer to this as on air, that's a good way to wind him up, Jordan. Okay,
3: good, good,
2: good to know. How did you like the cyclone? I think of all the challenges, that was probably the most fun. Well, I never thought I'd get that far. So, a lot of them said, as long as I get to the Cyclone for my kids, for my
3: family, then I'm happy. Uh, it It was fun, but it was absolutely freezing. And it was so difficult. Like, when that water's hitting you, it took four people, four men, to move one of those fans, just to move it four people on the fan so when the water's on you the fan and all the slippery stuff the gunk on the floor it and it takes the breath out of you I was like <laughs> and you're trying to breathe and there's more water in your face and you're like and you're freezing and you're cold and you've got Vernon behind you going go on Jordan go off I'm like I know what
1: to do Vernon shut up
3: it was hard but afterwards it's what G had called tattoo fun where you realised it was fun but not during the moment. And there's three types of fun. Type one fun, when you know you're having fun. Type two fun, where is you don't realise it at the time, but afterwards it was fun. And type three fun, which is no
4: fun at all. This podcast is type two fun for us guys. Type three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and not long after that, it was the final. And obviously you were in second place. And for you to, look, for us, for you to get even on the programme was a bit of a miracle. For you, for you to get where you got, we are, I've said it to you, Privately, off air, uh, and I'll say it to you. Uh, I'll say it to you now on air. We're so proud. Oh. You did so so well. There was nothing that you did apart from the elbows on the table that we felt was an embarrassment oh. or that we didn't want to be associated with you. I, I'm so proud of you and and well done.
3: Oh, thank you. That means mean a lot. And
2: yeah. And you you said to me that you don't mind the fact that you you didn't win. Yeah,
3: no, I, I don't feel, yeah, I, I did not expect to get to the final, the Cyclone. so, you know, uh, let's not beat around the bush, you know, let's not sugarcoat. away, I was the least known person in there. When when my name came up on the screen, everyone just would have gone, who? Um, Station Cats. So, yeah, exactly, and you're in there with Vernon Kay, who I used to watch every weekend and listen to on the radio, Beverly Callard, you know, household name, Shane Ritchie, Um Victoria Derbyshire we used to make tea for, do you know what I mean? So,
4: mm, mm. Uh, yeah,
3: I never thought I'd get to the final. Um, and I still have to pinch myself a bit now. But, yeah, it was the best thing I ever did. And one thing that um, made me proper happy was because they said to me, "Oh, I was, like, quite proud of, actually, I was really proud of this, they said to me, for your final feast, what do you want? And I told them I wanted a prone cocktail. Um Corn beef house, they had to ring my auntie Maggie to get the recipe. Now, this chef was like a Michelin star trained chef. And she'd never heard of Angel Bright. And she was like, apparently she can't she couldn't believe it was only 49p for a packet. Right. And then we had a meeting afterwards. And I was told um, but I was told that my final feast was potentially the cheapest final feast in the history of the show. <laughs> They reckon it cost less than a tenner. <laughs> Even when I asked for a can of Guinness, it was still under a tenner. Because Angel Delight's only, what, 49p. When she said 49p, I was like, oh, it's cheaper than that. You can get cheaper than that. Anyway, so,
2: yeah. Uh, God bless you, saving ITV money. But
3: I want to say, um, again, thank you to everyone that supported me. Thanks to my family, like my mum and my uh brothers and their other halves and all my family that got behind me. Thank you to everyone at Radio One as well because Radio One did prove that we're like a big family and you know I thought a couple of shows had mentioned it but they got behind me but also thank you to you and Ben and all the wonderful Gene Divas that did as well. I can't, I still can't believe it and I have to pinch myself. Uh, I reckon it'll calm down. I reckon in six months time I'll be scramming around for work like, like I am usually. Oh,
2: not six months. Six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, February. Yeah. Well, look, Jordan, before we before we let, let you go and let the, the listeners go, the plan was, up until a few days ago, that Series 7, we're going to call it Series 7, guys, okay? We, series 6 was, was the Jordan stuff that we've just done, the get-behind-Jordan. Series 7 is when we'll go back to normal. That was going to come back on Tuesday the 12th of January. That was the plan, okay? And that still is going to happen. But look, life, we are aware at the moment, this whole year, but particularly at the moment due to, due to the big thing that normally happens on the 25th of December, is pretty rubbish for everyone. And there's not really a lot that anyone can do about it. There's not much that Jordan, Ben and I can do. But what we can do is give you a special Christmas episode of Help I Sexted My Boss. So that will be with you on Christmas Day when you wake up. Press play. Jordan and I will be back as usual emptying our Christmas post bag.
3: We're going to do a special... I'm um, doing that thing again where I just repeat what you said, Donna.
2: Oh, it's fine. Back to normal. Yeah. OK. Uh, but thank you. I've enjoyed this episode. Good. I, ha- I wish I could say the same. Um, but in- until then, help I sex with my boss as I'm a celebrity get me out of here is over. We will never mention that programme again. I think that's... Unlikely. Um, I'm certainly never going to watch ITV again. And Jordan, I'm saying this to you now: if you ever think of doing Dancing on Ice, we are not doing a daily podcast for that. <laughs> okay. Do you think I've kept the weight off? I haven't, I. No. no. But it's fine. It's Christmas. We're all we're all putting on the pounds. It's, it... Do you not think I have? No, no. You look you look you look great. So we will be with you on Christmas Day. If you have any Christmas conundra, then you know how to get in touch with us. All the information on sextedmyboss.com.
3: Yeah, if you've uh, got any questions for Christmas this year, any COVID tier four, tier three related problems or anything like that, just uh, get in touch. And we will be here to offer our advice. Ben, considering this is the last time we're going to hear you, maybe you should end the podcast. Oh, thanks, Jordan. Um, Thanks, guys. If anybody's listening that wants me to appear on any other podcasts, please email. It's Ben at I Need Work and I don't really want to be a producer, I want to be on air.com.
2: <laughs> on air. And his new catchphrase, actually we need to update you on this, obviously hi guys, but he ended each daily podcast with...
4: Bye guys.
3: <laughs> Bless his gut and <laughs> Acast
4: powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.